Hi, everyone. My name is Benno Papari, and this is the Songwriters on Process podcast. Since 2010, I've interviewed over 300 songwriters about, well, their songwriting process. I don't care about favorite cities, tour stories, favorite foods, or anything like that. My goal has always been to treat songwriters the same way that we treat poets and more traditional prose writers. They are writers, plain and simple. In these interviews, we go deep into the specifics of the writing process. This is no, hey, do you start with lyrics of the music type of interview. Now, a little bit about me. I'm not a songwriter. In fact, I've never written a song in my life. I have a PhD in English language and literature, and I'm a former academic. So as a prose writer, I enjoy exploring how my process intersects with those of songwriters. This is an intelligent conversation about writing between two writers. And that, of course, means we talk a lot about books. The site features interviews across all genres, from metal to jazz, from country to that big category known as indie. You'll find a couple of A-list actors on the site and several members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well. Now, I select songwriters to interview uh, who fit into one of two categories. One, do I listen to them already? And two, if I don't, would they make for a compelling and intelligent interview? You can find these interviews across all podcast platforms, as well as at songwritersonpodcast.com. Do you have an idea for an interview or a comment about the site? Hit me up at ben at songwritersonprocess.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy. And today we have Martin Courtney of Real Estate on the podcast. And you might be thinking, is this a rerun? It's not a rerun, but we did we did talk a couple of years ago. Uh, it was in the middle of COVID. It was all a bl- it's all a blur. I think it was 2022, maybe I can't remember. But um, we that podcast was about the songwriting process behind his solo album, and this podcast is about the songwriting process behind the new real estate album, Daniel, which comes out uh, February 23rd on Domino Records. I'm biased because I'm an enormous real estate fan, but the new album is fantastic. Again, it is called Daniel. Uh, February 23rd on uh, Domino Records. So really, I think it's worth it to go back and listen to the podcast we did during the uh, talking about his solo album. The circumstances were so different. He's wondering if the band is going to go on, what the future holds. He's a stay-at-home dad at this point. Is his identity as a songwriter uh, even, even in question, you know, what was he going to be doing? He had no idea. None of us knew. So there was a real different vibe around that podcast, just kind of, of imagining or, or, or not knowing, I should say what the future was going to hold. I think it's worth it to go back and listen to that and compare it to this one, because it's very different. Obviously the band is back. They're touring. Um, you know, these guys didn't have a source of income and not knowing what was going to happen. So there's much more confidence, uh, I guess much more upbeat. Um, so listen to that one. I will link to it. Uh, listen to this one. You'll hear the differences in the, I think everything, just the atmosphere and, and, and the optimism for the future with the band. Uh, we also did, as we talked about last time, he has kids, I have kids. And we talked about our experiences, uh, reading children's literature, who some of our favorite children's lit that's the first discussion i think i've had with a songwriter about who our favorite children's lit authors are we both are big fans of the author of streganona and his name escapes me but you can find it that's a great book so 
Again, uh, February 23rd, Daniel comes out on Domino Records. It is great. Take a listen to this. I always enjoy talking to Martin. And with that, I hope you enjoy the podcast. I'm glad we get to talk again. I love the new album. Thank you. Um, and so this is a lot of fun. So what I was doing was listening to our interview last time and kind of, you know, whenever you, there's always follow-ups that you kind of want to ask, but you don't think about it until later on. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll talk about that and we'll talk about the new album. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the things that I wanted to focus on, and I've got kind of my notes here, is you had said when we first talked, when the solo album was out, you had said that your songwriting has become way looser you said i used to labor over lyrics more but now you're more stream of conscious and so i'm curious how that if that's changed at all has your songwriting process become looser i think you had said like i said agonizing over lyrics more but are you doing less of that now yeah no i think um that experience of making that record um and kind of yeah letting go of some of the preciousness that I was kind of have feeling over my songwriting uh, definitely carried through to this album. And like, I feel like I learned a lot. Like, I think that was kind of like that record I made <clears throat> was uh, a learning experience. I, like it was kind of the first step in the direction of like becoming less precious and more. Yeah. Like open to ideas, especially lyrically just kind of coming out and then going back and refining them later. But like um, this, yeah, this record, I think it was it th that last record, the solo record is, is a little more loose, I think in terms of song structure, uh, I was just definitely just letting the ideas flow. And then on this record, the ideas were flowing in a similar way. And I was having a lot of fun with the songs, but I was kind of having fun also with the idea of like a traditional pop, song structure and I, I just i was like i i really set out to write like an album of pop songs um which you know you know pop songs in quotes you know but like right that kind of song structure and and just like i think with with the thought that like on previous real estate albums we'd always had sort of these more sprawling jammy i, I just ate lunch um <laughs> like jammier kind of sprawling kind of looser song <clears throat> structures, you know, and then we'd also had a few kind of tighter, more concise type songs, um, pop songs. And so I was just like, what if we just did that? <laughs> like, what if this record was like just that, um, you know, as like kind of an exercise. And I, I kind of just found myself writing that way. And then I was like, this is fun. I'm going to lean into this. Um, but yeah, I think I definitely think this kind of post COVID uh my approach to songwriting has has changed a bit where i'm kind of just having more fun with it and 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 kind of also i think thinking less about like over the years i feel like i i was intentionally trying to kind of find you know over over the basically the first like five real estate records i was really trying to push myself to find new melodies and new chord progressions and increasingly, you know, relatively to myself, co more complex songwriting. And, and then in the last few years, I was like, it, 
you can also go the other way. Like it doesn't always need to get more complex. Like you can, you can dial it back and that can also be equally interesting. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with this record was just to trying to strip it down and, and make it feel a little more straightforward. Well, when we talked last about you wanting to become, wanted to make a, a have a looser process, what was the genesis of that? Was it kind of, I want to try something else? Was it, this thing isn't working? Was it frustration? Like, what made you decide to say, you know, deliberately? Because that's not easy to do, right? To kind of say, I'm going to be looser. Because when you say you're going to be looser, then there's an awareness right. of being looser. And then it kind of is almost contradictory. So what was the genesis of that? I think it was a few things. I think with the la- the last real estate record that we made, that uh, with the main thing, we spent, it, it kind of was like the culmination of like we i mean we spent <clears throat> a long time in the studio on that album we i really like agonized over all the songs every decision like and it's very dense intentionally like there's a lot of ideas and we just kept all of them <laughs> and there's very little editing um and it just was like it was a, it was a gratifying and in in a lot of ways a really fun experience but it was also very draining and then to not have like and then to kind of you know for you know the whatever fate that happened with that record where we you know were unable to tour and it kind of felt like we just put it out into you know it it just it didn't we didn't get a lot of feedback from it you know and and so then that was kind of a big letdown um so I guess that feeling of like, oh, I tried so hard on this thing and like, and, uh, and I felt kind of let down and then also kind of just feeling, you know, it was a crazy time and I felt kind of freaked out and I was like, I'm going to just write songs because, you know, I don't know what else to do. And, and, and just as like a form of whatever solace or something, I'm going to just write. Um, but yeah, I think I just intentionally was like, I'm going to just, not think so much about this, you know, like that the stakes felt lower. I mean, at that point when I was writing that solo record, I, I think I was in my mind, I was writing it for real estate, but then as, as the days, I probably mentioned this in the last interview, like as, as COVID, as the whatever lockdown kind of dragged on, I was like, well, it, it wasn't, it was unclear whether we'd even be able to record together. And then once it became clear that we could record together, it was like, well, but we'll, put all this effort into this album and then we probably won't be able to tour again anyway. Cause it's, you know, so I was like, I'll make a solo record just to, just to, cause I, I want to do something with these songs and just to keep, you know, keep resetting the system, you know, so I can keep writing. Um, cause I like to write in kind of batches. Um, so yeah. So then that, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just, it, it was, it just felt like the, uh, I just didn't really feel like trying that hard. I mean, <laughs> right, I, right, right. You know what I mean? Like it's that, that record really, to me, I had so much fun making it. Um, that's what I, that was like what I kept telling myself, like, this is fun. I'm going to have fun with this album. And I did have fun with it. Um, but I was also like, I'm not going to think about any decision. I'm just going to like, this is going to just be like, you know, as weird or not weird as it, as it is going to be, but I'm not going to like, think that much about it. And so that record to me feels very loose. Um, and, uh, but, but, uh, 
but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it was instructive, you know, writing that way. You also said that the pandemic called your identity as a songwriter into question. And I, I remember you said that, you know, when we talked the first time that really struck with me, stuck with me because how much of, I guess, how much of songwriting is confidence? So what I mean by that is, you know, if you're writing and you're not sure if you're really a songwriter anymore, does that make the, does that confidence kind of affect you, if that makes sense? Because um, I think you said like a year and a half ago, who knows where this is get, where we're even going to be? Like you mentioned, is it the, what's the future of the band? And so, yeah, um, yeah, if that makes sense, and that's kind of like a big existential question. But if you're not writing as a songwriter, that confidence has to kind of just like affect the process, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that I kind of made a decision at a certain point that I was going to pursue this again you know like i i kind of did go through this whole crisis and it's still you know whatever it's every day you're constantly second guessing yourself and you know but uh i think yeah at a, i mean at least definitely before i started writing this album and these songs i mean it I, I i mean i think part of it was like i think i sat down and wrote maybe the first song that I wrote for this album, I mean, I was gathering ideas and then I kind of sat down and started turning them into songs. And the first song that I wrote was water underground. And I was like, Oh, I really like this. And uh, so that kind of gave me a little boost. And then I was like, I want to just keep writing songs like this that are like really direct. And so I guess having like a mission was really helpful. Like being like, I, I know what this album is going to be. Like I know what kind of album I want to make, and uh, and so that kind of helped keep the process going. But like, yeah, I mean, and, but it's it's it definitely every step of making this album like was like making a choice to be like, all right, we're really going to go through with this because it was like, you know, with this band as opposed to making a solo record, there are more moving parts. There's more money involved there's more like it's just more of a commitment um and people have to fly around to rehearse and it's like we have to fly around to record it just it's way more of a commitment um so it was like yeah each kind of step where it became more and more real i definitely like took a week to decide if we were going to really do this or not um you know but then it also each step kind of built my confidence up a little bit more like when we reached out to you know, I, I was like, I think Daniel Tashin would be great. And then we reached out to him and he was interested. And then he heard the songs and gave me like this really nice feedback. And I was like, man, this guy is like a serious, like Grammy winning world-class guy. And he wants to work with my band. Like that was, you know, I was like, well, why would I, how could I not, you know, take this opportunity? Um, So it was, yeah, it's just, it was a, a process of like, kind of regaining confidence and also like um i think making a decision to just like give it a try you know like keep like let's just keep you know let's give this a shot you know and, and let's try and make this record as good as we can and like really go for it rather than um well i don't know yeah i think just yeah i think that that, that was the idea it was just like let's just try and make something that's as good as it can be um and I had a clarity that I don't think I've had for a while with, with, you know, just with just like knowing what it was we were doing. 
rather than being like, all right, let's just, it's time to make a record. I guess I've got these songs and I've written them over the course of a year and they're all kind of all over the place. And like, I, I don't know, it just felt really nice to have like this mission. I'm making a pop record. I really like, I was really like deeply obsessed with, uh, automatic for the people like the entire year that I was writing these songs, the REM album. And, and, you know, I mean the songwriting, but also, um, just the way that album sounds like the, the kind of openness and acousticness of it. Um, which was like another kind of North star for this album. Like I, you know, I'm going to play acoustic guitar the whole time. We're going to have a lot of organ and keyboards, um, like piano, less kind of synthy, less kind of, like quote like indie rock kind of signifiers but also not country or americana just like we're just going to let these songs kind of be what they are um without trying to stylize it too much but also you know wanting a lot of space and, and openness in the mix um anyway i just i had all these like kind of ideas for what i wanted this to be so it was nice it kind of helped carry the process so as an aside, I mean i you know i i talk i confidence is so important as a writer i mean i remember I have very strong memories of my freshman year in college. Um, and I ended up being an English major, but my, I was not really a good writer in high school. And no one ever told me that I was. And I remember on my first paper in college, I got an A on my first paper. And I still actually have that, the hard copy of that paper. I mean, it was written on like a dot matrix printer. Um, and, but I remember thinking after I got that paper back and I got an A, I wrote... From then on, from then on, I was an A writer. Yeah. And I always thought about, wow, I'm an A writer. And that changed how I wrote. And I just made me a better writer because I had that confidence. And I, I think that's so important as a writer if you have that mindset. It yeah, it is. It really is <clears throat> because it's so solitary. You know, like writing is like I'm in a room by myself and it's so easy to be like, you know, every other person in the, you know, seemingly is trying to do the same thing. Everyone's right. Everyone's a songwriter. Everyone's, you know, and what, so who am I to like assume that anybody wants to hear this, you know, like, cause there's so many people trying to do this. And then, so it's, yeah, it's just, a, I'm constantly trying to remind myself. Well, it's a reminding myself, well, you know, I've done, been doing this for a while and whatever. And, and you know, there's that. And then it's also just being excited about what I'm doing. You know, it's like, I'll, you know, if a few, if a few months go by and I haven't written anything, you know, that's when I'll be at my worst or I'm like, I, you know, trying to write something can be really difficult. And then all of a sudden you come up with something that's like, that, you know, that you're really excited about, you know, and I'm like, and then it's like, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's a huge boost for sure. And then, it, and it's, it was like discovering new ways of writing, like for me, like just dumb things with song structure where it's like, oh, what if I, what if, I mean, it's like, I, I've heard songs that use this my entire life and I've never thought about it or tried it myself, but it's like, what if you like bring the verse chord progression back for the chorus? You know, it's like, what if it's the same chord progression, which I had never really done or kind of shied away from because I felt like it was like, you know, a lesser form of songwriting. It's like, well, each part needs to be distinct. And it's like, well, what, why is that? You know, and it's like you can just they can be made distinct in other ways through melodic changes or um, shifts in the arrangement, things like that. So there's a lot of that on this out. There's there's a number of songs where because I would get 
frustrated sometimes where like I'd have a chord progression that felt really strong and I'd be like, I think this is a verse, you know, and but then I'd be trying to come up with a chorus to match it. And I couldn't come up with anything that was like, that was better than what I had. You know, it's like, you want the chorus to kind of jump out. Um, and so then, uh, I, I don't know, like it, it, that would, I would get hung up on that sometimes where I'd be like, well, where do I go from here? Um, so then the idea of just reusing it, but changing the melody, having the melody jump up maybe a little bit, um, and going somewhere else and then coming back to it, you know, like the, the pre-chorus, you know, like you've got the verse, then you go to the pre-chorus where it kind of, maybe the energy dips a little bit and then it jumps back up. It's just silly things like that, that like really got me excited about writing songs again, you know, cause I was like, I, there's so many different ways of looking at it, um, that, you know, even after 15 years, like I had, I hadn't thought about yet. Does with a looser songwriting process, does that make revision looser as well? Are you less likely to revise songs, uh, and maybe let them be, um, if the process itself and the writing was looser? Yeah, kind of. Cause, cause a lot of times I would write things. Yeah. I would kind of, well, I mean, one of the reasons I was, I was writing lyrics quickly was cause I wanted to finish the song. Like I didn't want to like let these songs kind of accumulate unfinished. I wanted to really like, I would kind of work in these batches of like two or three or four songs and just try and finish those before I moved on to new ones. Um, so it was like, I just need to get something down. Like I'm going to sit here and I'm going to record a vocal for this track and I'm going to have, and it's like, and um, I'm just going to write whatever comes to mind. And then, yeah, I, I think because of that, I would write things that I, well, I don't know. I just, I think I went places that I might not have thought to otherwise. And then I would go back and, you know, sometimes I'd be like, well, this isn't that great. I'm gonna have to go back and change this. And then you listen to it for like a week and it kind of grows on you. And you're like, well, it's not that maybe it sounded stupid to me, but it's not actually stupid. Like, it's like, maybe, you know, like if I heard this in an, if, you know, it almost feels like I didn't write it. Like if I heard this in another song, I wouldn't think twice about it. And I would actually think this is kind of a cool line. So, you know, it's like removing yourself a little bit from the process is really helpful. Yeah. Uh, you know, and by, and I guess the way to remove yourself is to really not think too much about it, you know, is to just allow, allow it to flow, I guess. When we talked, I think we talked in the summer and I, and um, so I've spent, I spent five years living in upstate New York near Syracuse. And I just remember those winters being soul crushing with the cold and the snow. And I know you're, you're upstate New York also, right? I know you're kind of, yeah. um, not quite that far. I'm in the yeah, not country. quite that far. But um, and I've interviewed people like I, I think since you and I talked, I interviewed Walter Martin uh, and other. I, I've always said I think just like in L, you know how in LA they have those bus tours of all the famous places. They someone's got to do an indie rock tour of all the people in upstate New York because the number <laughs> of songwriters. It's I mean, um, sleigh bells. Uh, uh, the guy from the drums, all upstate New York. I didn't know that. I mean, well, you know, oh, yeah. longer drives, you know, he'd be on a yeah, It would be longer drives, but I, I guarantee you there's, there's money in there. I, my question is, um, is it harder to write practically 
in those long winters. Some people find those to be fruitful because there's nothing else to do. And then there's the other people that just say, gosh, it's dreary. It's harder for me to write. Does that make a difference to you at all? Um, no. Uh, well, no, because I, I really can only write when I've got, uh, you know, I've got like a little bit of time here and there. Like I've, I'm really like a full-time dad. Right. And my wife works um, nights. So like, I'm, I'm really like, it doesn't make that much of a difference. Like I'm like, I'll write, you know, I, I, I write in the evening hours or in the morning, um, you know, when my kids are at school, but like, I, I guess, um, I'm trying to think of like, no, it it doesn't, it doesn't really make a difference to me. No. I mean, I, I started writing this album in January of last year and then, probably finished writing it in October. Like I wrote it like throughout the whole year, I was just kind of dribbling songs out. Um, but no, yeah, no, <laughs> I guess yeah. I don't really have a good answer to that question. <laughs> no. Just, and I, I like and it. I think last time you said you were productive at home actually, yeah, because you know, you were staying at home. So, but I think you used to, uh, yeah. So is that still the case? Do you find being at home yeah. rather than writing outside of the home is more productive? I do think that it's been better. I, yeah, I had a studio for a while where I would go there and I would end up like sitting there staring at the wall. Like, and I mean, I do it here too, I guess, but I, it's it just, I think it's more like the less time I have to work, like the more productive I am. Cause I, I just know that I have to like force myself to, to do something. Um, so yeah. And that also, I think, is why like it doesn't really matter what season it is because i really need to schedule the time i'm like i'll have yeah. you know i've got like six hours over like three days this week to work you know and so that this is my time to do it and and it's more exciting that way i think like i'll because then i'll get into a groove quicker and then it's like i can't wait to you know i'll be working and then all of a sudden it's like 1145 at night and I'm like I gotta I have to wake up tomorrow to take the kids to school so I need to stop but like <laughs> I'm right in the middle of something that I'm excited about so I can't wait until the you know whatever like until the next moment that I have to sit down and work again um yeah I think it would be different if I just had all day to sit around although I mean I fantasize about that all the time I wish I could just sit and make music all the time but were you something. ever the type of writer I mean who could stay up until like four o'clock or five o'clock and write uh, I mean, maybe in college, you know, I used, yeah. to, I used to sit and like, we, I lived in a house with a couple friends and like my one friend's room was like, he had like the biggest bedroom and he had the drum set and like all the stuff in his, like that was where we would practice. So I would, yeah, I would, he'd be like at class or whatever out with friends and I would just be in his room, like recording all the time. Um, but even then, I don't know if I stayed up that late. I was, I was, yeah. I, I, I think I, even early on, I mean, it's ironic because now I, I mostly do stuff at night, but I, I, I do find that I, or at least I used to think that I was most productive kind of in the morning, you know, in the early, earlier daytime hours. Uh, um, last time, sorry, last time we talked, you said, uh, first thought, best thought. And, I've had some songwriters tell me that they distrust ideas that come too easily to them. Those are the ones they're the most skeptical about. Um, and I'm curious, does that does that ever happen where you feel like this came too quickly? I'm not sure if it's supposed to be this easy. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, because usually it is. I mean, a like this is always. I feel like my approach to songwriting is, well, it's changed so much over the last few years that I think now I, I tend to think maybe it is always a constantly evolving thing over you know over the course of many years your your approach will change. So maybe one day I'll completely rescind that. Um, but like, I I do think it's worked for me <laughs> recently. However, like like I do think just just generally the idea of like just getting something down, you know, and then coming back and, and, you know, if there's anything glaringly, you know, cringy, like you can change it, but like generally it's, it's worked pretty well for me recently, but like, uh, and there is, there's one song on the album called flowers that like, I wrote this, the chord progression and the lyrics in over the course of like, four hours, you know, like I wrote the chord progression and then I got in my car to drive to a show. I drove two hours to this show in New Jersey that I was playing, wrote the lyrics on the drive and then played the song that night at the show. And I was like this, you know, like that I've never done that in my life. And, um, and then I, and I was really excited about it at the time. And then I kept, and then like, you know, a few weeks later, I was like, I don't know, this song is, it's like, might be really bad. I really don't even know because it it ha- it happened too easy. But then the band really liked it, and now it's going to be like one of the singles off the record. Like so the label likes it too. Everybody really likes that song. So I don't know. I mean, it, that, even that like, but it's it is easier to kind of second guess those things that you know th- those things that come easier to you. So you wrote the music on the drive. Uh, I wrote the chord progression. I mean, the lyrics on the drive. Sorry, lyrics on the drive. Yeah. That's amazing. So were you uh, uh, practically, uh, I mean, you're just, you're going through, you've got to be doing some revision in your head. I mean, you can't pull over every 30 seconds, right? I mean, how did you even manage that? I think that's fascinating. I, um, well, I had recorded a a voice memo, like of the chord progression on my phone and then, but I had, it was already kind of stuck in my head from playing it, you know, all morning. And then, um, I mean, I tend to write like that anyway. Like I'll go on walks and just be kind of playing the song in my head. But, and then, you know, but I was, no, I was, I use like the notes app on my phone and I'll just like, you know, voice notate, like yeah, like that microphone thing. And I'll, just, so yeah, I was just kind of piecing it together. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, was that the easiest song on the album to write? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was definitely the the quickest one for sure. Um, You know, there are, yeah, most of them were pretty easy. There are a few that I was like, I couldn't really crack them. And then those are the, honestly, if anything, those are the ones that I end up feeling like I'm happy with all of them, mostly because other people have told me that that they're good, you know, like, but yeah, but there is like there's at least one song on the album that I it took me so long to figure out what the melody was going to be like I couldn't and and so then I still listen to it and I'm like I don't know like whatever I th- I mean I think it's I think it's good I just it's probably my least favorite just because like it, it and it was it was also the one that took me the longest so I don't know if that means anything but yeah I was going to ask you that what was that the law lo- yeah the the yeah. songs are the longest do you do you set do you set them aside and hope that they will come to you eventually, like almost unconsciously, or do you, you know, push, push, push forward 
to try to crack that nut? Um, I will push until I get frustrated enough that I need to set them aside um, and then come back later. I think that one, I, well, no, I, I'm trying to think. I didn't finish it in the studio. I had the lyrics done before we went into the studio. This is like the first album where I was pretty much 100% done with, with the songs when we went into the studio, not like hoping that I could finish like 40% of the lyrics, like, but before it became time for me to sing them. Um, so, uh, but yeah, the, uh, no, if, if something's really, if something's really giving me a hard time, yeah, I'll, I'll take some time away from it, which actually really helps. Cause then, um, you know, get like with any song, I think, I, I think it is better, you know, talking about like songs that come really quickly, like sometimes that works, but I think overall, it's nice to keep it moving, like, but it's also nice to take a day to be like, like, I'll write the chord progression, I'll take a day or two, like, and have it kind of playing in my head. And that helps me come up with a melody because it's like, it'll get stuck in my head. And then I'll, and then I'll start hearing maybe a vocal melody that could go with it. Um, and so, yeah, it does help to take a little bit of time because I think it, it, you have a little bit of time to kind of revise the ideas in your head before you com- commit them. Um, so yeah, even, so then, yeah, you know, when something is really not, uh, cooperating and it's taking a long time, yeah, it, it, sometimes if you just give it a few days and come back to it, you're like, all of a sudden, you know what to do, I guess. Yeah. There's a great quote by H.L. Mencken. I've got it up on the screen here. H.L. Mencken said, the value of writing seems to be in inverse proportion to the ease of writing. Whatever flows freely and bubblingly turns out to be sorry stuff a week later. <laughs> yeah. kind of, yeah. you know. That, I mean, it's so. a generalization though, but it's, oh, it's, I mean, I don't know if that's contradicting what I'm saying, but I guess what I'm saying is like, okay, so the one song that I was, you know, that I wrote in four hours or whatever, like I, uh, I like that song. I don't know if it's the strongest song I've ever written. You know what I mean? But I think it's a good song and it's like catchy or whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I do think it's true that like, yeah, just, it's, it's just nice to, you got to take a little bit of time to, to, to at least like, like I'm saying, even with, with the stream of consciousness, lyric writing, it's like, you don't just do that. You need to come back and reread what you wrote and like, yeah, right. You know, and take, take that for what it's worth. And then maybe change some things and add some things or whatever. Uh, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say it's, it's, but it is a nice way to stay productive. You know what I mean? It's like, to me, yeah. it's like, I just want to keep writing. I don't want to get hung up on anything. Yeah. Uh, the last time we talked, I think you mentioned how many great ideas you get in the shower. And there was an article in the Washington Post about six months ago about why we get our great ideas in the shower. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> literally about that. And it's basically this idea that as you're doing something some unconscious movement that requires no forethought, that's when the conscious ideas tend to bubble up. Um, So, and that's exactly what this article talked about. Yeah. I'll end up thinking about something so much that I'm like shampooing my hair twice, you know, like I like forget that I already did it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting. Like, I think I mentioned this last time during the pandemic when people really stuck inside, they were, getting ideas while doing monotonous activities like vacuuming, uh, gardening, doing the dishes, 
you know, things that require no thought, cleaning. I remember Keb Mo, the blues guitarist, told me he got a lot of great ideas folding laundry. Um, yeah. it, it requires no forethought. And so, you know. Yeah, um, long drives, like just driving for a few hours. And then I'm always like coming up with huge plans for my future, you know? Like, yeah, right. Driving. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right, a couple more questions. I didn't ask you this last time, but are you, a, when it comes to lyrics, are you a pen and paper person or a computer person? Um, I tend to, uh, um, trying to think. I mean, I, you know, no, I, I write on my phone, you know, I'll write on my notes app and then, um, but then I always copy it into a notebook. Um, and I think, I don't know why I do that, but it, so like I have like a notebook for, well, A, it's nice because then when you're in the, in the studio, you're not like fumbling through your phone. Like I've got like a book that I can consult. Right. And then I can use that. I'll like leave a couple pages after each song for like notes about the song, you know, in recording or um, when we're arranging, you know, when we're practicing and stuff. But, um, uh yeah i think it I, I do need to i think it helps to eventually write i'm trying to think of i'm trying to think of why like because I, I mean i just i write on my phone because it's it's there and it's easy but then um but then if i yeah i think if i copy it down um i don't know i mean i i think it, a, it helps me to remember them but also like it just it's just makes it feel more final or something i don't know so there's research they've done with uh, students that they found that students who take notes in college with pen and paper have greater recall than those who took them on a laptop. So I tell that to my my like kids, I'm like my second grader. That's like because <laughs> she's she'll she has to do like spelling tests. You know, she's got to memorize the spellings of words, and I'm like, just write this word down five times. Like, let's go through this list of words and like <laughs> literally, I mean, memorize them. I mean, it's all memorization anyway. So I'm like, just literally just just write, take this list of spelling words and just write it over again on this piece of paper. And I think that always helps. They always get really good grades. So that the research shows that they've done. They've found that it's better recall with pen and paper. Um, I was going to say also a couple of months I interviewed Jerry Harrison of the Talking Heads. And he said that he likes to use felt tip pens when he writes because he it's the scraping feeling of the pen on the paper. Wow. he really enjoys when he writes um, i might, <laughs> might have to give that a try i i always have just like random implements lying around I don't <laughs> yeah well also that makes it less precious doesn't it i mean i think there's also two sides of that so it, the less precious you make the process the less pressure it is i mean people tell me they write songs on the back of utility bills and napkins if you make it less precious it puts less pressure on you yeah it's true. I mean, well, I, I do think there's the le the least precious place for me to write songs is in the notes app on my phone, like next to my grocery lists and like, exactly. you know, passwords for things. So yeah, then maybe there's some truth to that. All right. Last question. So we did talk. I'm, I'm, I don't know if the answer has changed, but are you reading anything other than children's books still, or is it still strictly children's books? Um, oh boy. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I've read a few whatever i what since we last talked um no i'm not really reading anything i'm uh i read a lot of raw doll <laughs> books to my kids and um <laughs> uh 
I mean, I've read a few books for myself, but nothing like, you know, uh, that like I've, I, I got, I don't know if I talked about this last time I got kind of into Ursula Le Guin for a while there. Yeah. Um, her stuff is cool. And then what else? I don't know. Some book about, uh, well, I read, you know what I read is the Anthony Bourdain kitchen confidential. That's great. Oh yeah. It's really great. I want to actually read more of his books. I, I got really into him just as like a guy um, over the last few years, just like rewatching all the old uh, TV shows. And he's he's really cool. Um, and yeah. I, he's a great writer. And actually, that's what makes the show so good is like his narration is so like, it's so good. Like He's such a great yeah. writer. Um, so he's yeah, he's one. Um, but yeah, a few. I mean, I, you know, I read like the, Tom Sharpling put a book out. The do you know who he is? He's like a no. He was uh he used to have a radio show on W uh WFMU in New Jersey, and he's so he uh it was called the Best Show, and now he he still has the show. It's a podcast now, but he's he's like a. I mean, he's I guess he's a comedian. He he gets a lot of comics on the show. He's he's a writer also. Uh, he wrote he writes for TV and stuff. But he's anyway, he's a great. Great guy, great guy, Tom Sharpling. Check him out. <laughs> I know. I tell you, I, I, you know, when you have kids, it's and you're a writer also. It's hard to find time to it's hard to find. Yeah, it's like my my free time is either I want to work on music or I just want to like watch a movie and and not. Yeah, it's yeah. Because if I pick up a book, I'm just going to fall asleep. Unfortunately, I, I, find, <laughs> I find the life of a parent. I, so because I think I told you this last time, we have four kids. So, yeah. uh, um. I find that short stories are good because I can read a short story in a sitting. Like I'm right now I'm reading the best American short stories that yearly anthology. And I find that that's good because I can read one short story. I can't, you know, I don't fall asleep and you don't have to, because, you know, if you're trying to read a novel and you can only read, you can only read 30 minutes a day, it can take you a month. Yeah. To read a novel. yeah and, and then, then you're you, like tr- backtracking. Yeah, kind of exactly. That. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a good, that's a good, uh, good advice and that's it for today's episode check back in a couple of weeks for a new episode i do try to post these every two weeks uh, sometimes with more frequency sometimes with less a lot of that depends on my work commitments my family commitments and also when artists can talk to me it's not easy to get these interviews speaking of interviews did you know this is a relatively new podcast Uh, i only started podcasting about a year ago uh, well, depending on when you're listening to this, I should say 2022, but from 2010 to 2022, uh, all of my interviews were transcribed and they are all there archived for you to go down that deep rabbit hole. So if you go to songwritersonpodcast.com and click on from the archives in the top at the top, you'll see all of those transcribed interviews. I think there's over 200 uh, so go down that rabbit hole. There's a lot of great interviews there, um, but uh, you'll find all of those there. Again, the podcast itself is relatively recent, so there's a lot, a lot of reading you need to be catching up on with those old interviews. Speaking of interviews, uh, if you have suggestions for interview subjects or want to comment or complain, anything like that, email me at ben at songwritersonprocess.com. That's ben at, ben at songwritersonprocess.com. And that's it for today's episode. This wraps it up. Thank you very much for listening and have a good one.